Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark. I'm the Associate Director of Church Society. And uh, this week I'm here, as usual, with Amanda Robbie. Say hello, Amanda. Hello. Uh, and we are here for our regular monthly book review podcast. We're doing a slightly different book review today. Uh, we're talking about a number of different resources uh, to help us with our prayer lives. And particularly, we're thinking about resources that include written prayers for us to use that's not a thing that that's terribly common in evangelical circles is it i th i think we often give priority to sort of our own off the top of our head sort of prayers and encourage people to be speaking to the lord as in an informal conversation rather than a, a written speech why do you think um we should be thinking about uh using written prayers in our devotional life amanda I, well, there, there's there's value really in entering into prayer. So um, uh, many people will have read Don Carson's book, uh, the, A Call to Spiritual Reformation, which goes through prayers of Paul. And if um, you haven't, you really should. It's a great absolutely, book. Absolutely, you should read that. Uh, one of the things he talks about at the beginning of his book is about sort of organising your prayer life. And he mentions this phrase, which has always stuck with me about how the Puritans would say, pray until you pray. And in some ways, it's sometimes hard to get your head into prayer. And saying written prayers, aloud or in your head even, help you to connect with God. You're speaking to God even though you're not necessarily feeling it. I think the thing, mm. one of the things with extempore praying that we all, many of us learned as students and felt very spontaneous and real, um, is that you have to you have to have an emotional you have to be emotionally ready and sometimes early in the morning often we're not <laughs> or late in the evening or whenever we're not emotionally ready we're not our heads are not in the right gear to pray and to read a written prayer and to enter into prayer in that way really helps us that's why Jesus gave us prayers to follow you know the Lord's yeah. prayer is a written prayer for us isn't it absolutely it's I remember years ago I was in a church that was more charismatic uh and uh, there was a chap who was in the sort of young adults group that I used to lead who was due to lead the prayers in church one Sunday. And I we had a conversation about it a few days before. And I'd sort of said, you know, have you thought about what you're you're going to pray? And he said, no, I, I think, you know, I just want to go and be led by the spirit in the moment. And I, and I said, well, OK. And so he did. And we had very short prayers that Sunday and it was really obvious. He got through sort of two or three sentences and then couldn't think of anything else to pray for. And we talked about it afterwards. And I just said, you know, the spirit can work at any time. It doesn't have to be in the moment for it to be the spirit. And, you know, using a prayer either that you've written or that somebody else has written, you know, many years previously doesn't mean that that's not a spiritual prayer just because it's not come out of your head in that moment doesn't mean you don't mean it as you pray it. It doesn't mean it's not something that God is hearing you pray. It actually can be a much more thoughtful prayer because somebody's taken the, the time to craft it and compose it. Yeah. Um, and I think we were talking earlier, weren't we, about um, some of the prayers uh, that you've been using, how they are very thought-provoking and, and maybe more theologically rich than prayers we would tend to pray off the top oh, of our head. Ab absolutely, yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, this Lent, I've been making a, a specific um, effort to pray from a couple of books that I have, um, 
particularly sort of penitential prayers um, to sort of examine myself and to come before the Lord in that way. And uh, one book that many um, of our listeners, I'm sure, will have heard of is Valley of Vision, the Valley of Vision, by which was compiled by Arthur Bennett. Arthur Bennett, yes, a, a, a good Anglican dean of absolutely. I believe we have some Arthur Bennett articles uh, that he wrote for churchmen uh, back in the day. Splendid, <laughs> splendid. So yes, very good, good. church society and, man. And these prayers are beautiful. They're um, compiled from the Puritans of. Nobody quite knows how, quite how he um, put the book together. Right. And the, the individual prayers aren't attributed to specific people. And, mm. and so we don't quite know the source of them. But they're of, in the Puritan them. tradition. Very, very much, so. um, much self-examination, very much um, using beautiful and poetic language, mm. which, as Ros was saying, you know, th these help us to really think. They certainly have helped me. So there is a section in Rally of Vision for... Uh, I think that, repentance and what does it call it? Repentance, uh, penitence and deprecation. So I've been working mm. through that section of prayers Lovely. on an almost daily basis. And the prayers have been really helpful as I've thought about how mm. I'm, I want to pray. Uh, today's prayer, um, the deeps, Lord Jesus, give me a deeper repentance, a horror of sin, a dread of its approach. Help me chastely to flee it and jealously to resolve that my heart shall be thine alone. So the beautiful words and a way to enter into that prayer and to hmm. think about repentance. It may be in a way that you haven't done uh, hmm. or you wouldn't do uh, given your grumblings for breakfast or whatever. Yes. And with some of these prayers, because they are so theologically rich, it can be worth perhaps spending some time to read it through before you, you really pray it hmm. so that you know what you are asking God for. You, you are, understanding what he means you know the horror of the sin have you spent a minute thinking about why your sin is so horrific and and actually so there's a there's a lot of benefit not just from praying the prayer but actually considering the prayer itself I came across the valley of vision years and years ago when I was a student and a dear friend of mine um copied out because uh, you know this was in the years before anyone had computers or anything like that and she copied out by hand one of the prayers and and sent it to me and I've kept that piece of paper it was the all good and I I love it and it mm. made me think about God in ways that I'd never thought of before and pray in ways that I'd never prayed before yeah. and and it enriched my devotional life so much to learn how to pray like that. I think that it, it's um, when prayers are written with a sort of heaviness of words, with mm. a depth to the words, often when we pray ourselves, we're searching for the easiest word, the sort of immediate word, mm. and, and, and that richness of language, mm. which accesses more places yes. in, in, about God and um, about our knowledge of ourselves. And I think certainly for me, help. I don't often take time to kind of reflect on different aspects of a thing in my prayer. Mm. So I might pray, you know, God, please help me to hate my sin. Yeah. But I don't then spend two or three paragraphs thinking about the different ways in which I need yeah. to do that and, and the different aspects of the, yeah. you know, what makes my sin it, horrific it, and so these on. These sort of written prayers are things which really help us to meditate more. Yes. Um, and the, the second book I have been using uh, this Lent is a book which I think most people will not be familiar with. I saw it recommended uh, by uh, Karen Swallow Pryan, who's an American uh, Christian uh, It's a relatively teacher. recent... Yeah, recent publication, publication of a very old book. And right. it's called Four Birds of Noah's Ark. Uh, and it's by Thomas Decker, who's a playwright, who wrote a play which some people who know their 
their drama might know called... Their sort of 17th century, 16th century drama. Yes, Yes. called... uh, I think it's called The Shoemaker's Holiday. Okay. So my mother, who did an English literature degree, had heard of it, but not many I had never heard of it. Um, And it's it's been edited in a modern edition by Robert Hudson. So it was originally written... Oh, I can't remember the dates. Well, it says on the front cover, in the time of Shakespeare. Yes. So let's say that. Yes, in the time of Shakespeare. And again, beautiful prayers from... Decker was quite a colourful character, but obviously did have a faith. I was I was wondering about that, and I reread the foreword. And he definitely had a faith, but was a bit all up and down. Um, and uh, this... So there are four sections. Uh, the prayers I've been praying this Lent on the section called The Pelican... Prayers of supplication to Christ to help us overcome the seven deadly sins. And there's a prayer over each of the deadly sins, which are are fantastic. Mm. Again, this dwelling on something that you might have not dwelt on. Yes. So there was a great prayer about gluttony uh, that I prayed yesterday and was talking about um, the poor Mm. and not just just us. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Makes you think wider than you would normally. Do. Yes, I think one thing I notice about my prayer life is I tend to pray the same kind of things mm. quite often. Yes, and even if I'm praying for the same people or the same situations, actually, it's really helpful to think, oh, actually, I could pray this about that, or God would like, you know, to see this kind of thing happen, or you know, if I'm praying for myself, I don't just need to be praying the same things every. But, you know, there's all kinds of things that I need to pray to the yeah. God for. And as again, as you say, having somebody else's written prayers yeah. expands so, your consciousness of what prayer needs to include. Thomas Decker's prayers um, reflect um, early early English language translations of the Bible, the Coverdale Bible, um, and uh, because because it was printed before he, yeah. printed before the King James version, and also early versions of the prayer book as well. So there are yeah. there are phrases there that we're familiar with if we know the prayer book yes. and if we know the King James Version because some of those, uh, that early versions of the Bible went and, into And the... this new uh, edition that's been put out, does that have sort of updated spelling? Yeah, so they have updated the spelling and turned the these and thous to use. Okay, so it's a little bit more accessible it's, than the original. It's, but yeah, it's you, very accessible, but it is It, it is still that perhaps might language. not be for everybody i mean i think that's also mm. true with the valley of vision that yeah. there's a particular kind of way of writing from the 17th century which yeah. you know i i love and i love the the kind of phrasing and the rhythms and the the way that language works yeah. but you do have to get to know it and understand it and it may not be that those sort of older no. prayers are, are appropriate i, for I think everybody. if you love language yes. if you love words both these prayer books are fantastic because yes. you will you'll be familiar with that language but you won't use it yourself yes. in everyday speech but you will enjoy yeah. entering into the the words in that sort of phrase if, yes so so it'd be worth um maybe downloading a sample and, and having a look absolutely. and see whether you think that's something you would enjoy yeah. and you know the point is not to make your prayer life as complicated and difficult for yourself as possible and if you're going to have to be looking things up in dictionaries and and, and that kind of thing that then that's probably not the right prayer book for you but I I um I have loved the Valley of Vision for many years. I've never used the the Four Birds of Noah's Ark, but I think that's a book I want to get and and um, benefit from. The other uh, great written prayer book, obviously from that sort of era, is the Book of Common Prayer, yeah. um, which does have 
uh, written prayers, not just in the form of the, the sort of daily offices, although there's no reason why you couldn't, and I've done this at various times in the past, use the sort of order for morning prayer or evening prayer on your own on a, a daily basis. But even if you just were to use the collects yeah. uh, written uh, for uh, for every day and for Sundays and for special days and so on, you know, again, it, it gives you, these are slightly shorter prayers, I think, on the whole than yeah. the, the Puritan prayers and, and Thomas Decker's prayers, but they're prayers that, again, expand our, our vision of who we are praying to and what we are praying for and where we stand with the Lord. So I'm just going to flick through and see if I can find Lent. Why don't you talk about... Yes, I have also been praying the, the prayers of uh, the, the, the Lent collects. So, um, okay. Uh, during Lent, uh, I found them online, and that's how I've used them. I flicked them on my phone. Yes, there, there doesn't seem to be a collection of the Church of the BCP collects anywhere as a separate okay. exercise. Well, but... possibly somebody might like to produce that. I mean, just mentioning that online, obviously, what you can get as well online um, is the sort of updated Common Worship collects, which, yeah. which the Church of England put out on social media every day. Yes. So this is the collect for the second Sunday in Lent that we've just had. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, you know, it's not a long prayer, but it's a, I mean, it's a, you know, that's a, a great prayer to be praying for yourself, for your church, for your family. Um, and as you say, I think would really help with that pray until you pray. Where do I start? Well, actually, I'm going to start by praying the collect. And then that might spark all kinds of other things that you think I need to pray for this person in particular who's facing this kind of adversity yeah. or that this person will be protected spiritually or um, all kinds of things. So, um Book of Common Prayer itself, very easy to pick up uh, a cheap copy yes, you can of get that. a hard copy or that it's freely available online. Yeah, so the well. other thing which is freely available online is the English Prayer Book, which is a sort of, uh, I'm going to say modern English. I mean, you know, when I say modern, it's not that modern anymore. It's 30 years old or something like that. But uh, contemporary English um, version of the Prayer Book. And you can download the PDF of that. Uh, from the church society website there are no hard copies available very occasionally we get one that that somebody lets us have that we can sell on but um there aren't hard copies there is a pdf copy there might be at some point in the not too distant future uh, a sort of proper ebook of it that you might like to use if again if, the, if you just find that older language something that you struggle with yeah. you can get the sort of modern language uh, version of that and and as I say you can use the common worship ones uh, but you might not find them quite as theologically rich perhaps well and some are very similar but some some are not quite uh, as helpful good right what other prayer books were we so talking about? we were going to talk about some newer ones yes. so I have been looking at uh, three little books that the good book company have produced uh, in the last couple of years five things to pray for and there are three of them available, five things to pray for the church, five things to pray for the world, five things to pray for the people you love. And I have really loved these, actually. I think they're really well thought out and well produced. So each book, you get 21 sort of themes 
So 21 themes about things you'll pray for your church or for the world or people you love. And each one of those 21 themes, you get a Bible passage to help you kind of see what the Bible has to say about those things and reflect on that. And then you get space to name uh, any individuals that you want to pray for under that theme. Or, for example, one I was just looking at, um, this is in Five Things to Pray for Your World. One of the things, the themes is a local school. So there's a space there where you can list local schools that you particularly want to pray for. So they might be the schools that your children go to. They might be your church school. They might be a school that, you know, is struggling with a particular issue, um, a failing school or something like that. Um, so you list the things that you want to pray for. And then five things um, that you can pray for uh, that issue. They're not quite written prayers in the way that the ones we've been looking at so far are um you sort of have to make them into a prayer yourself but it's not it's not very difficult to do that so you know so the um uh for example here's a prayer about discretion this is in the theme of schools kids can be very cruel with their words so pray that these children would learn to control their tongues and speak words that are kind and patient not offensive or mean so it's not very difficult to say right I pray that these children in these schools will learn to control their tongues and speak words that are kind and patient not offensive or mean um so it's not uh it's not quite written prayer but it's not a million miles away it, pro it provides that thought that you might not have gone to exactly if you that. are praying for your local and the, school the way of expressing that that then is very easy to make into your own prayer and again you know could then expand into other prayers as other things um, strike you that you think yeah oh actually I know that bullying is an issue in this school so I want to pray about that or yeah. um, uh, whatever it is so I really like these I think they're terrific books they're very cheap I bought the Kindle versions which were less than two pounds each but even if you get the print versions they're less than three pounds each yeah, very good value very good value great to give to somebody who perhaps is a newer Christian or somebody who's not been in the habit of uh, praying on a regular basis themselves or doesn't quite know how to pray or what to pray I feel like these would really be a great sort of prayer primer for yeah. people um you know it yeah you wouldn't feel at sea not knowing what to do you'd know exactly what what to do and the the books come as I say with with these different themes and different uh prayers under each theme and there are suggestions of how you might use that so you could just go through uh, praying for each theme one a day for three weeks and then cycle that through you could pick a theme and just pray one of the five prayers every day monday to friday in a week you could just say so as you were saying with um some of those older books they're, they're sort of um in sections according to what you might feel is particularly on your heart to pray at the moment and you could do that with this as well if you think actually you know the local hospital is going through a particular crisis i live in stafford so the local hospital is always going through a particular crisis but you might think but i don't know what to pray for it and look up and see yeah. what does it suggest you pray for you, it maybe you could have this book as um you know pray for the world have it in your small group um, yes. that meets and 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 turn to a page um, every week so that you were you were had sort of some focused prayers in the group so quite often in those sort of groups we're just praying for ourselves and mm. if you wanted an outward focus that would you know a small small group in mm. your local church praying for a local schools would be a fantastic be wonderful. thing to do wouldn't it yeah. wonderful and actually um you know when we were talking earlier about what the value is of written prayers I do think um for people who find it 
hard to pray aloud yeah. in those kind of situations. A written prayer really helps. It's something I've been really trying to work on with, with my Bible study group. And, you know, there are quite a number of people in that group who, who feel really nervous about praying aloud. But if I give them space, even just at the end of a Bible study, if I give them a couple of minutes, they write down a prayer then they will pray that aloud. And I can I can easily imagine taking one of these books and saying, let's go around the group and pick one of the prayers. Yeah. You pray it. If you want to add anything to it, you can. But if you just want to say the prayer and say amen at the end, that's also fine. Yeah. And I think it would really help give people confidence for that. Um, some of these, I think particularly in the sort of pray for your church and pray for your world books, probably the, everybody is going to, be able to pray all of those things in the the one that's pray for people you love some of the themes are quite specific so for example there's one on pray for your work colleagues well you might not be at work you might not have work colleagues you might find that those prayers you can adapt to a situation that's relevant for you but you might just say actually i'm just going to go on to the next theme and and that's don't fine. you don't have to feel obliged to, to pray, pray all, exactly <laughs> but there are really nice things in there such as um it's not just pray for children but there's sort of a week which is pray for young children which is pray for sort of school-age children which is pray for teenage children and those aren't necessarily your children it's not yeah. pray for your toddler although if you've got one they would certainly be great things to pray for them so it could be children that you know at church or you know uh, god children or in other kinds of relationships to you yeah. as well so i like that they're they're quite generalized yes we were talking weren't we um about how some of the prayer books that you get are very much focused on, you know, being a wife or being yeah. a parent and uh, being a husband. And with a little adaptation, most of those prayer books could be adapted more widely, as Good Book Company have obviously done with yes, their prayers with... for people you love, <clears throat> which I think are great. Um, yes, because often with those books that are quite specific, I just the, I've never seen one that's kind of you know, the praying life of the sort of middle-aged single woman <laughs> who's not hung up on being single and... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get too specific, you miss people yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, having said that, I fess up, I have some specific <laughs> books which I use and 99p in yeah. Kindle is just rude not to. Yeah. Uh, they're by... I think you can buy nicely produced editions from 10 of those as well, right. which are a little bit more money, by Andrew Case. And uh, the, the husband's one is called Water of the Word. I have... Uh, prayers of an excellent wife and setting their hope in God, which are the ones for what do you husband do if you're, and children. What do you do if you're a rubbish wife? Do you have to buy a different well, book? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I feel like, well, like, you know... You sort of leave... What you do is you get it on your Kindle and you never open no, it. No, no. Oh, right. okay, fine. That's what the rubbish <laughs> wife so aspirational. does. aspirational. But uh, the things I really do like about these, uh, these ones from Andrew Case are they're basically... He's gone into the Bible mm. and he's pulled out a whole load of phrases so today uh, today's prayer for it for my children i found them all good in of all good instruct my cherished children teach them in the way they should go counsel them with your eye upon them lovely and uh, and that is taken from and he's taken the prayer from psalms 32 33 and 34 mm. so they're all these familiar biblical phrases again sort of um, maybe you send you to those mm. psalms and you could then mm. learn to pray from those psalms yourself but it's quite nice to have that yes that work done for you in a way i think that's right i think i mean i think that's a common theme with with, with all of the books that that we're recommending mm. is actually what they are helping us to do is pray more biblical prayers yeah. pray more bible prayers and actually that's always going to be a better kind of prayer because that's what god wants us to be praying mm. um and so you know when we i mean we're not going to have a deep 
discussion of the theology of prayer here, but we know that part of what praying does is change us. Yeah. And and actually, if we are praying more godly prayers, more biblical prayers, our desire and will is going to become increasingly aligned with God's. And that is going to be better for us than if we are praying prayers that are selfish and, and motivated by our, our sinful nature. Um, where we are going to be frustrated when God doesn't answer those prayers the way we want, but also it's not going to help us to grow in our faith. And I feel like with all of these that we're recommending, these are prayers which are actually going to really help us grow yeah. as Christians um, yeah, and express that. They in our are using lives. those biblical phrases, uh, which, if we ha have been reading our Bibles, there are echoes. Mm. We're like, oh, I, yes, I know that phrase. Yeah, mm. I should be using that phrase in my. Mm my extemporary prayers, the ones that I just mm. pray out loud, but we don't tend to do that. We tend yeah. to use those bland everyday phrases. And it is mm. a challenge and a reminder that we can we can pray when we pray out loud out of our hearts more deeply if, yes. if we get into this pattern of prayer. Yes, I agree. Um, one other thing just on written prayers, I find if I am praying on my own, um, I will quite often get distracted and wander away or fall asleep in the middle of my prayer. It's okay. um, but if I am writing down my prayer, yeah. then I don't. So I don't always do this, but quite often, and at the moment I am in a, a habit of doing this, I write down the things that I am praying for. And I don't necessarily craft them as carefully as, as if I would to go in a, a prayer book but I I do write them and that helps me think more about what I want to pray and concentrate more on the prayer as I am praying it yes. than if I were just kind of in my head um think about it you could I mean you don't necessarily have to write you could just find saying it aloud even if you're on your own uh, yeah. could work better than saying it in your head obviously think about where you are when you're doing that <laughs> and how weird that might sound to everybody around you if you're on the bus but yes. Um, but just to think about that as well. And then finally, we were just going to talk a little bit about how you can access these kind of resources in a way that works in your devotional life. So everything I think we've talked about, you can get as an actual book. Yeah. And that might be what works for you. You might find that you don't want te technology around when you're doing your quiet time uh, in your prayer. You want to be able to have a book with a bookmark and, and look it up. Um, if you're somebody who... Uh, is kind of Kindle or um, phone or tablet or on the move a lot. You can also get a lot of this now in a in a more easily accessible way, can't yes. you? And and particularly, um, uh, there's an excellent and highly recommended app called Prayermate. Yep. Which uh, uh, you can you can put your your sort of list of who you want to pray for. You can access various things. So our diocese Litchfield puts their daily prayer diary up there and lots church society put church, their prayer diary uh, does church up there. society of course and also um uh the church of england collect um is up there daily yes and i think you mentioned that you can get the five things to pray yes so some prayer there are a few, well. a few books available on there including mm. the, the the good book company books we've been talking about uh, which you pay in app and then sure. they appear, it appears in your app so if you wanted to access your prayers that way an excellent way of doing that yes exactly and then you'd have it sort of all collated together for each day um, and I think particularly that um, thinking about praying for churches and organizations that that you want to be involved in praying for just getting that daily reminder yeah. on your phone through the app um, 
Yeah, and it has it has specific things to pray for. So Operation World have yeah. a, have are in the app. Lots of mission organisations. Yes. Uh, so so you can. And again, that just is expanding the horizon of your prayer life. It's, yeah. I think lots of us mean to pray for a lot of things that that we don't quite get around to, which goes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning, Don Carson's book on Organise Your Prayer Life. Oh, yes. Well, you know, the line I remember from that book is much prayer doesn't happen because we don't plan to pray. Yeah. Um, so whatever kinds of prayers you want to pray and whatever kinds of things are on your heart uh, that you think you should be praying for, you're much more likely to do it if you have a routine and yeah. a system and and prayer mate or something like that can really help i had several that. friends who were desperate to find out what a manila folder was <laughs> which is what tom carson recommends how he organizes <laughs> prayers uh we um one of the things we talked about when we planned to do this uh mm. this uh, book review was actually to say why not buy or ask for buy for a friend or ask for yourself for a book of prayers for easter lovely as an easter gift it might be something to be thinking about you know if you you know rather than chocolate go ahead with um some great prayers absolutely a lovely gift actually so i have the copy of valley of vision which has the hideous cover the sort of paperback version that came out 20 years ago amanda has got the beautiful leather bound version it's also quite a lot smaller and easier to carry around i mean that would be a beautiful gift to give to somebody um, or to ask for for easter and actually the four birds of noah's out is nicely presented but also treat yourself on your kindle for yeah or the kind of thing something we often do as my church at easter is um you know, buy a book on one of 10 of those is cheap, 100 copies mm. for whatever. Um, and something, I mean, I don't think you can, I don't know if you can get the good book company to do 10 of those, but, you know, they're only a couple of pounds each anyway. That would be a lovely thing to to say, why don't we just give this to everyone in our church? This is yeah. five things to pray for your church or your world, or whatever, to help everyone in their prayer life. Great. Uh, we haven't decided what we're going to talk about next month, so we'll let you know uh, when that comes up. But uh uh, I think it may not be on Easter Monday. I think we will have a week off on Easter Monday. So the book review episode will probably be on the 8th of April. Uh, next week we have got, I don't know what we've got. I'll let you know what we've got coming up next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening uh, this week. If you've got um, thoughts on any of the books we've been discussing, or particularly if you've got recommendations of other books that you have found really helpful uh, with prayers uh, to use, please do let us know. You can email me, ros at churchsociety.org. You can comment on our Facebook page or you can tweet us at Church Society. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.